Today on the R2RB podcast, I have Paul Callan, singer-songwriter from County Louth, Ireland. And did I pronounce that correctly? It's Louth. Louth. As, oh. as in South. South, uh, Louth. All right. Thank you. And welcome, Paul. I appreciate you being here and joining me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much. Uh, county Louth has the honour of being the smallest county in Ireland. Does it? Oh, my gosh. Mm. So I always have to say whenever I'm speaking to somebody from Ireland, my grandmother was from Belfast. Okay, about an hour away. Oh, that's not far. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. All right. But you live out on the outskirts of the city. You're away from the hustle and the bustle. Well, I'm I'm also an hour away from Dublin. Okay. Uh, but we're very fortunate. We have a, we own a woodland and I kind of hang out there. That sounds like a good place to hang out. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'd like to ask two questions to get us warmed up. If you could collaborate with any singer-songwriter, who would it be and why? You know, I was thinking about this, and uh, I think of MF Doom. Have you heard of MF Doom? No. He's a, he's a rapper, but um, I suppose he, he's... They they say he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, <laughs> but uh, he's he's just a very unique artist. Uh, unfortunately, he he died I think last year, oh. but um, I, I would I would feel some kind of kinship with him because of his method, his production method. You know. Oh okay, all right, hmm. I like it. Very good, worth checking out. I will absolutely. And if you could have one superpower, which one would it be? I would love to have the superpower that would. Only surround me with good people and positivity. Uh, that would be a great superpower to have. That would be a fantastic superpower to have. Mm. I, might sh- I might share that one. <laughs> yeah. So share with us about your musical journey. What inspired you to pursue a career as an independent artist? And, and was music always with you, part of you from early being at an early age? Um, yeah, my mother, kind, my mother, when I was younger, um, she uh, made me, forced me to go to learn uh, traditional Irish music. Um, that I wouldn't be a fan of traditional Irish music, but um, I, I unknowingly learned all the fundamentals uh, that really stood to me later in life when, when I really wanted to play music and write music. Uh, I also played in a brass band as a kid. Oh, wow. So... Uh, um, that it kind of also helped because I, I everything on my recordings I do on my own. Uh, so um, uh, all these things I learned as a kid, as I said, I didn't really feel like I was learning anything, but uh, I really did, you know, and it stood to me. But the big uh, the big influence, I must say, was uh, Johnny Marr, the guitarist from The Smiths, mm-hmm. and uh, everything about him, the, the sound, the sound was, even though it was a very familiar sound, to 60s music, but um, he just had a swagger, you know, it was amazing, and I wanted to do that. Uh, so um, I had the honour then of meeting Johnny Marr completely by accident. Oh, wow. I, I lived and worked as a bicycle courier in London in the uh, late 1980s, and um, I looked, I was having my lunch on a park bench, and who was beside me only, Johnny Marr. No way. Mm, it was very cool. About a half an hour of uh, just chatting. It was wow. very nice. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Of all places, eating lunch on a park bench. 
Uh, well, it, it was uh, called Soho Square, and a lot of record companies were based in Soho Square, so oh, okay. you wouldn't know who you'd see there. Yeah, well, mm. I like that one. Oh, my gosh. Um, so describe your music, because I, I know it's been described as alternative rock, and I think it's more. Mm. Well, I, I, you know, it's not that I, I would find it hard to pinpoint it, uh, I don't really operate within any, I try not to operate within any particular genre. It's in indie music or independent music. But um, the only real constant in my songs would be me. And uh, I, I think that's the best way to be, really. You know, it's like the, the, the big uh, uh, singer, songwriter or musicians or bands I love in my life. There's only one of them. So, uh, and they would be hard to to classify some of them too, you know. Right. So, look, it's, I suppose it's rock and roll in the broadest sense, but um, I, I apply myself. And uh, because it's just me, I like to switch heads and uh, try to do as best a job in every role as I can. So, um, that's about the best explanation I can yeah. give you. Yeah, no. Um, and, and being an independent artist, um, that what what is that for you? Being an independent artist, being able to be completely your true self. Yeah, well, I was involved in a lot of bands and um, over the years, and uh, there's always struggles in bands, and for for whatever reason, for power or ego or um, just being bored with each other. Um, I suppose being independent. I, I can make any decisions I like. Uh, there is a record company I'm kind of involved with. It's an independent label from uh, from London, uh, but um, they just uh, accept my music and uh, tell me they like it, and that's about that. You know, it's it's well, it's an added um, some added kudos to be associated with them. Right. But uh, yeah, my I do what I like. Basically, it's beautiful. My son, I have a, uh, an eleven-year-old boy, and he hears it uh, in the process, and um, he sometimes offers up some uh, some nuggets. But uh, yeah, it's just about doing it myself, you know. Is there a downside to being an independent artist for you? Uh, for me, not really, to be honest. Um, like there's nothing I really want. There's nothing I I think I'm really missing except the the private jet. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, everything's everything's good as it is. And the private label that you mentioned, do they help you distribute your music? Um, no, it's the, the kind of I suppose uh, would would help put the word out. They have the the they're called a Garden Nord. Uh, they're they're based in London. And they would uh, they would also send my music out to radio stations and uh, for review and things like that, you know. So, okay. oh, cool. Mm. All right. Um, and you write your own songs. And where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, and have you written songs from the very beginning? Yes. When I when I was a kid, uh, um, I was playing a tin whistle, you know, like a penny whistle. Um, I learned how to play that and. I would learn traditional Irish music and then I, I started um, uh, trying to learn songs I really liked and picking out melodies. And melody is really where it's at for me. Um, uh, so from an early age, I was kind of uh, thinking about melody and uh, what it meant for me. But um, 
then the Beach Boys, who are the pinnacle and, and I suppose the, the, the template for everything I love. Like any other bands or musicians I like, uh, I like them because there's shades of the Beach Boys there, you know. Yeah. So so everything starts with a melody for me. And um, sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't. So uh, I'm lucky that I can operate on uh, whimsy, you know, when, when I, I feel it, I do it. So yeah. uh, there's no real explanation for me where it comes from. Um, I could wax lyrical and say uh, the birds and uh, the trees and all that, but it's not that. It just happens. It's just thoughts, really, you know. Yeah, it's amazing because that's one of the questions I like to ask what the writing process is or wh- what you draw from. And mm. I always I always lo- and and everybody's different. Everybody mm. has a different process. And of course, that's where all this great music comes from, because it is so different. Um, can you share a memorable moment or experience that has shaped your musical career thus far? Well, you know, I was thinking about that one, too. Um, unfortunately, it's a negative one. Uh, um, I was a, a good while back. I was uh, immersed in music, and I was actually playing with a band. Um, but there was record company interest, and you know, we, we we were bolstered by the responses we were getting. You know, but um, my my music was stolen. Uh, I won't go into it beyond that. It was a fairly major thing. And it was certainly a major thing to happen in my life. There was some success brought to the people who stole my music. And um, uh, uh, after a while, of course, it was uh, these were my friends that done it, you know, and it was very upsetting. But um, it, it made me think that there must be something worth stealing. So uh, I kind of, I, I lie on that a bit, you know, to, to, uh, to as a positive experience in the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, he took a negative and turned it into a positive. Well, it took a long while. It wasn't uh, an easy. It wasn't overnight. No, not at all. But uh, it was a a horrible experience, to be honest. But um, yeah, anyways, it happened, and here we are. And here you are. And here you are. Hmm. Absolutely. So actually, I was going to ask you about you know your your Irish heritage and the influence on your music, but that's just been a part of it from the beginning. Well, everybody in Ireland has a story or a song, and. Uh, uh, the, there are a lot of bands and a lot of musicians here, and on the world stage, Ireland's a pretty heavy hitter. It is. So uh, the traditional, if your question is regarding the traditional music, I suppose, uh, uh, like I, I learned it as a kid, but I most certainly wouldn't be a fan of it. Uh, I've tried it uh, later in life. I've tried to find something in it, but um, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, being Irish, definitely. There's something in us that has to get out. It is. It is. Oh, my gosh. And and just real quick, because I mentioned before we started the interview, my grandmother being from Ireland as well. I think everybody from Ireland either they sing or they play an instrument or Mm -hmm. and she could do both. She had a beautiful voice and she played the harmonica. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the, the, uh, the most Irish people I met, I lived in Cleveland for a couple of years in, in Ohio. Oh, wow. I met an awful lot of Irish people in in Ohio. Mm. That's great! Oh my gosh, yeah, we're a, we're a great group. <laughs> so during, I love this one. During the COVID nineteen lockdown, you made a commitment to release one song a month. And so, why did you challenge yourself to do that? And how did it all work out? Uh, in, initially, I was I was um, really trying to knuckle down. I stopped 
for playing music for for a long time um and uh, in probably a year or two before lockdown i was trying to uh, get my mojo back or okay. you know get into it but a friend suggested i was considering maybe working on an album but uh, that could take 10 years you know yeah so a friend suggested why don't you commit to one song a month as an exercise so I committed to it and I had to do it then because I committed to myself and then I did it one song every month it became my first solo album so um, it was a uh, tough and really cool and amazing and I couldn't have been more immersed so uh, I also learned how to use my equipment properly you know so Yeah, sometimes Mm. when you're put in that type of position, uh, so much more comes out of it because just like you just said, you had to learn your your own equipment um, even better. Yeah, well, it was also uh, averaging about three songs for every one to get one song. So it was quite a lot of work. And I'm very fortunate for me that the the inspiration, when it happens, it tends to come easy. But the the 99% perspiration especially like I bought a, some equipment uh, uh, just before lockdown and then lockdown happened. It was great. I had an excuse to sit at it, great. but it was an excellent project. Uh, definitely. I would recommend it because um, not only the writing the music, but recording it, uh, producing it in every way, artwork, uh, do finding radio stations to play it. And it was uh, incredible. Yeah. It was a, a total flex. Absolutely. I think I think some of the best music has come out came out during that time as well, because I think exactly for what you had said, everybody was so totally immersed into it. Yeah. So focused on it that, uh, yeah, it's a lot of great music came from there. Who who does who's who does the artwork for your albums? I do everything myself. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was uh, all just um, it. Just go into it and experiment and see, can I do it? And uh, a big thing for me as a, a being on my own is uh, the uh, having to have a, a, a remind myself that I can do it. You know, you're sticking your neck out quite a lot as a, as a, a solo artist. Absolutely. And um, so I just applied the same rule with everything else. Do it and just ignore what I might think people think. Uh, it's been positive. It's been a great exercise too, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I find your uh, artwork very intriguing, and putting Thank the you. art artwork with the you know the songs that are in that album. You know, hmm. each now does each album have I, what I would say would have its own message? Um, is it all kind of interlocking with each song with each other? Uh, no, not necessarily. You mean like a concept? A concept? Yeah. Uh, well, the the, the funzy, the first album, mm-hmm. my first solo album. I suppose the concept behind that was to uh, deliver it in a year, um, so that everything was connected in in some way. And then the, the running order on the album was as they come out, like January through to December, and then to spice it up, I. I had another couple of songs to put in as well. Yeah, that's a, but, yeah, uh, a long playlist. The second one, the last one, I suppose, was um, the first time I ever approached a, an actual project to sit and write however many songs to whittle it down to. There was 14 on that album. Yeah. So 
So that was the first time I ever, I suppose the concept there was to see could I do it and uh, not drive myself crazy. But I was lucky I had time. And then um, I I sent a, a, some early versions to the record company and they got on board. So it, there was another kind of impetus to, to keep going. So um, no concept except to completion. Okay. If that's the concept. All yeah. right. So from that very first album that you put together to your last album, album which is Over My Wishes? Yes. So over how many years from your first album to now? They were all done from uh, uh, the first album was released uh, um, six months before the second one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, once I, I stopped uh, uh, and it was in direct relation to my music having been stolen, my reaction to it was to stop um, because uh, I felt that once I had I had put myself out there and I, I had raised my head, so to speak, and uh, the result was there was people waiting in the long grass to to uh, steal from me, mm-hmm. uh, friends, as I said. So I stopped and I stopped for quite a while. So once I um, took the chocks out from under the wheels, <laughs> I kept. I kept it going and still going too. Good, good. Oh, mm. good. I'm very happy with that. A- absolutely. Thanks. Do you have Do you have a favorite album or song amongst all that you've done? I think it's a common thread. Would be uh, the, the most recent song in the initial stages would be my favorite, but it can it can get uh, pretty um, intense when you're. It's a lot of repetition when you're producing, you know. Right. And. Um, but I, the short answer is the most recent thing I, I, I'm dealing with is my favorite. Oh, nice. Cool. Mm. So what what advice would you give uh, another independent artist just starting out? What would you advise them to do, not to do? What would be at the top of your list? Well, you know, the, the, for me, the beauty is in the doing. And uh, realizing that um, really let me flow and let me love it and let me enjoy it. So to anybody in the same position is really look hard at your motive. Uh, if you want to be famous, um, I, I think there's a possibility of wasting your time. But if you want to make, if you want to do, if you want to create, well, then do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So this is the other question I've been asking lately. Um, AI, our mm. artificial intelligence with chatbot and J- chat GPT. Mm. Um, have you, have you, do you have any thoughts? Do you have any feelings on it? Um, have you used it? I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere here and uh, uh, it suits. Uh, so I don't think that that's anything to anything I would even consider dabbling with. Uh, it sometimes feels like recording on a computer is cheating enough because of the infinite tracks and uh, like I can make, I can create orchestral pieces here on my own. That feels like cheating, you know. It, it, I don't need an orchestra. Like 50 years ago, you would have needed an orchestra. Right? <laughs> so I'm cheating enough without without doing that, you know. Okay, yeah. I don't understand it anyway, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm. I've been. I've been doing my little research. I've used it here and there in different things. Um, but if you don't really take the time to understand it, it it can create a big problem. Yeah, there's an air of fear about it, really, isn't there? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when last year I remember saying to my partner, I said to him, we were talking about something and I said, you know, AI is next. He goes, well, no, it's not. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> here we are. It's here already. Yeah. Yeah. So you do all your, your, do your own recordings, you do your own re- editing, producing, mastering, and then you also do all your own marketing. Everything, yes. You know, I don't have a very big budget. If I had a budget, uh, there's elements of it. P- other people would most certainly be better than I am at it. Uh, but um, as at the minute, I am doing it all on my own. Yeah. So, what which platform do you find works the best for you? Radio stations, really? without a doubt. Yeah. Um, like uh, I, I'm very lucky because of people like yourself, Deborah. Uh, my my music's been played all over the world. Um, I I don't know how to how I would promote myself on Spotify. Uh, I make videos also. Some people watch them, uh, but uh, uh, there's not millions of people rushing to see them. But it's just an experience. My son helps me on some of them and has filmed them, or uh, we discuss ideas and but. Um, yeah, as I said, it's in the doing. Uh, uh, it was nice when uh, to get a bit of uh, an acknowledgement, as I said, the Gardu Nord, the record company, uh, got on got involved. But um, yeah, I suppose the short answer to that is I don't know. Yeah. Radio radio stations mostly. Yeah, it's it's so nice that we can still turn to something that's been around forever and that really has been, you know. Uh, a pinnacle for the for the for the music industry all around and now you know of course we take it from one level fm am and now you know online and around the world in less than you know 30 seconds and and uh, actually so how i connected with you was through paul dylan p matt i believe yeah yeah and uh and you and i would never had connected had i not been you know, I've interviewed Paul, and he does uh, the uh, best of Irish indie now um, for yeah. our two RB. We play it uh, after on Sunday. So, yeah, this World Wide Web has—I don't know if we ever thought. I know I never thought when it originally came about this internet that we would be at this point where the whole world is opened up to everyone and anybody that can get connected. Um, yeah, it's incredible. I like there was there was uh, the first few months when I. Uh, I put an EP out. Um, that was the first thing I, I, I offered up to the internet world. And it was incredible. In the first few months of that, I had done more than I had done all the years prior. When I was involved in music, there was, the, the internet wasn't really a thing. and um, But just it's incredible what you can do. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, and just even for myself, too, just with the R2RB and everything, I've I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the internet. <laughs> Here you are in the woods in Ireland uh, right? having a chat. Yeah, it's incredible. Exactly. So what's mm. the best way for people to get in contact with you or find your music? What's the best platform for you? Uh, my music is on Bandcamp. So it's Paul Callum at Bandcamp. Um, it's very easy. Uh, but uh, tune in to cool radio stations like yours, Deborah. You'll hear my music and uh, on Facebook and Instagram, it's just Paul Callum. Uh, uh, if you're interested, find that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, what's mm-hmm. what are you working on? What what do you got coming down the pipeline? Well, I'm almost finished a recording album three. Um, I'm hoping to to have it uh, 
ready at some point uh, late spring. And uh, I'm speaking to a very cool a friend of my wife is an amazing graphic designer. And um, I'm trying to see will she do the artwork for it. She's she's absolutely amazing. Uh, so that would be cool. Uh, not to think about that because uh, <laughs> I'm not a graphic designer. So you have to think like 10 times harder, you know. Right. Uh, but um, that's what's happening at the minute um, and making making more music and recovering uh, 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 in time for when February, I suppose. Uh, so th- this year I got both my hands done. There, there were a long time coming. And uh, uh, so it's nice that I'm this side of that. Good, good, because we need more music from you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Paul, thank you so much for being with me on the R2RB podcast series. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners that I haven't touched on? Well, nothing more than what Paul Dillon said. Uh, For you American listeners, uh, there's a lot of fantastic music coming out of Ireland, uh, a lot of fantastic independent music. Uh, There's worlds within worlds everywhere. uh, But Ireland has uh, an awful lot going on. So have a nose around and see if you can find something. Absolutely. I second that. Paul, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Deborah.